Previously on Gresh and Fourier. Tom Petty lived across the street from my buddy. Uh, and, uh, God, the things we did to Tom Petty's house. Wait, what? we would vandalize his house. I don't know why we were doing it. Hold on. Throw mud How? balls at it. We would throw weird, mess up his. his uh, Did you throw eggs? His, we would mess up his uh, his mailbox with a bat. I don't know why we were doing it. This is Gresh and Fourier. I certainly would not rule out a return sometime during 2023, uh, but it's also not something at this stage that we want to bank on. Um, you know, it'll take how long it takes. We want to make sure he's 100%. Um, but, you know, certainly with this being uh, the internal brace procedure and not a not a Tommy John, uh, it does leave the door open for a return this season. Yeah, that's, that's a bad one, right? Andy Gresh. Mac Jones wasn't happy. He was telling people he wasn't happy. He was calling people about, hey, can you help us with ideas and do stuff like that? From my understanding, Belichick found out all these things. He found out that Mac was talking to people and all this. And I think that's where it did get personal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Christian Fourier. Now they've got some real trouble because they don't know who their shortstop is. They don't know who their second baseman is. And Kike Hernandez, who they were counting on being their center fielder, maybe he's going to play shortstop. Oh, awesome. Gresh and Fourier right now. If you walked upstairs, yeah, all the music people would be like, sweet Jesus. Our uh, rumor has it the smell has made it upstairs. You oh, you're dude. Somebody just popped you. in who came from the front yes, door. Yes, No, I tell you what, they have it, they're have they having this meeting right down the hall. They probably want that smell to no, like no. They're, having, they're having like big time sponsors coming in. This person came in and this, said, did Foria heat a fish? Yeah. I said, yeah. Something smells funny. On W-E-E-I. All right. Wow, oh, yeah. Getting, fish, a lot of, getting a lot of heat for that. Gresham Fish Farts here with you. Go to uh, at the real Gresh on Twitter to find out what we're talking about. Gresh Fourier W E I on Twitter as well. Wait, wait, which one did you did we end up posting? Oh, I uh, which oh, video did we post? I posted the six second one while I was out of the room. Instagram got the actual preview. Yes, and, and Twitter, uh, Twitter got you? the Twitter got the Twitter got, first, oh, got take one ass oh. rippage. <laughs> Wait, wait, where did you post that? I, at at uh, at the real Gresh on Twitter. Check it out. I tagged uh, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. Oh, man. And I basically said, hey, coming up, here's today's show. And it's Christian <laughs> being Christian. But let's jump right oh, into man. the news of the day in Boston. And my God, we have these great stories with the Celtics and the Bruins. And we'll talk about them being at the halfway point. Bruins official halfway point tomorrow night. But yesterday we find out that Trevor Story's season is maybe over before it started. So Trevor Story, who we know going all the way back to when he was in Colorado, had a little bit of a cranky elbow. There's questions about how strong his arm was playing shortstop, yada, yada. And then yesterday, Fourier, we find out that Trevor Story had a surgery. He had an internal brace surgery on his right elbow. So for the lay out there, uh, you know, in the words of the great Peter Griffin, I'm not a doctor. I am not a doctor. However, when you shove the money in that stripper's mouth, there might have been a problem from the great <laughs> episode with Al Gore and all that stuff or whatever. But I'm not a doctor. However, Foyer, this sounds like the surgery that you have to keep from having full-blown Tommy John surgery. And what's the point? Yeah, it's like uh, I was looking for the you. You did your. You did a good job. Like with the. Like it's not Tommy John, but it basically is. It's almost like. Okay, well, it so isn't. It, I know it technically it, it's isn't. It's the brace to keep you from having Tommy John, except they go in your elbow to, like, put it in there somehow. Which really feels like a spare tire. Like, okay, 
I don't have time to go to the mechanic right now, so I'm just going to go in, have a massive surgery, and just kind of buy myself some time before I actually have to get all my brakes and everything else redone. It's right? actually like, kind of brilliant that just you just said that. I just kind of feel like you're just, you know, you know, postponing the inevitable is what I feel like. Now, I don't, I don't have never, I don't, I don't really deal in like the whole, you know, Tommy John world. We got Lou coming on at 12. Maybe he can explain it a little bit better. But it just feels like once you go down that road, like I think if I was in that situation, I would have said, okay, I'm going to basically pretty much going to miss the entire season mm-hmm. the way it is now. And if I come back, I mean, real, how effective or, you know, am I really going to be? How much can I even contribute? How much can I contribute that actually makes a difference, right? Because, listen, I'm not going to be ready to go. So why don't we just get the whole thing done? You know what? You know what? Give me the give me the full treatment. Let's just get it done, get it over with. I'll see you in 2024. Okay. Now, maybe some doctor said, that's overkill. Well, you know what? But I don't want to do it twice. I feel like, I mean, to me, when I saw this, I was like, you've just got to be kidding me. It really you is. you just got to be What What is I mean, honest to God? As a Red Sox fan, you know what I feel like? If you ever watch the old Saturday morning cartoons, I feel like Wile E. Coyote. Remember Wile like Coyote? Anvil keeps is, falling on your head. Anvil keeps falling yeah. on your head. Seriously, that's what this feels like. And look, we know that when Trevor Story came here, there were issues. And we're going to get to what Rob Bradford and his conversation on the Bradford Show was with Trevor Story from September of 22. But let's listen to Heim Bloom. Okay. Now, by the way, as Greg Hill mentioned on the Greg Hill Show at the end there, at 11 o'clock, we will go to the Raphael Devers press conference. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there because we don't know how much Espanol there's going to be, but we do know that Heim Bloom and Tom Warner are going to be there. We'll unpack why John Henry may not be there, uh, and I don't even know if we wait to find out if John Henry shows up, but be that as it may. Yesterday, Heim Bloom talked about this, so it didn't ruin the Devers stuff, and here is him talking about Trevor's story on the timing of this surgery. Yeah, we're not ready to put a timetable on it yet. You know, I, I certainly would not rule out a return sometime during 2023, uh, but it's also not something at this stage that we want to bank on. Um, you know, it'll take how long it takes. We want to make sure he's 100%. Um, but, you know, certainly with this being uh, the internal brace procedure and not a not a Tommy John, uh, it does leave the door open for a return this season. So he's hemming and hawing a little bit about whether he can return, whether he can't return, all that kind of stuff. But Foyer, the thing that mm. gets me is... The Red Sox were operating with knowledge when they went into free agency this year. And whether it was keeping Xander Bogarts or not, and we know that the bidding got much more out of whack than the Red Sox ever expected when it came to Xander Bogarts. But you weren't in on some other people. You didn't have a backup plan. There weren't other shortstops to go to. And here is the part that makes us here on Gresham Foyer in listening to Rob Bradford's conversation with Trevor Story talking about his elbow from September. There's no way, there's no way you can roll out, well, this is new discomfort, and then we had to act. Here is 90 seconds of Rob Bradford from September talking to Trevor Story about his elbow. Are you turning the corner a little bit with it? or Yeah, yeah. You know, just did a lot of work in the offseason and, you know, just really kind of re, uh, readjusting my routine and getting locked in on that. And that, that's helped a lot. And, uh, you know, strengthening the shoulder, always staying on, you know, forearm strengthening stuff. So 
you know, a lot of soft tissue, and there's just kind of a lot that goes into it. Uh, you know, you can't just say it's one thing, but um, really just re- rework my routine, and yeah, man, I feel I feel really good about it now. And yeah, last year was, uh, it was a tough year. Yeah, it was great. What, could it, what exactly was it, if you don't mind me asking? It was a flexor, flexor strain. Okay. Yeah, just right there on the right there. The and flexor. when did it start? Feel, when did that um, kick up? That was uh, like. I want to say it was in like June or so. And you, so you played yeah, through I, it. Yeah, I made one throw and I kind of like, I did a spin throw and I felt it and you know, I ended up missing, missing I think two, three weeks and then came yeah. back and yeah, just kind of grinding through it after that. And so you spent, but you knew what it was and so the off season you sort of go in and say, right, this is how I deal with this yeah. and this is how I strengthen it. It wasn't ever like I was worried about it about, you know, oh my goodness, this is going to be lingering or anything like that. Right, right. Yeah, it was, you know, you get the pictures and, you know, get pictures in the off season and just kind of, uh, you know, reassess in the off season and, it, you know, it was the same. You know, it, it looked even better. So it was like, you know, just uh, finding ways to, to rebuild it and, you know, get back to where I feel like, you know, I, I feel really good about my arm. And, um, yeah, it was just a, getting the right plan of attack and then mm-hmm. sticking to it. So, Christian, I'm going to try not to lose my mind over the end of that because when I hear Trevor Story referring to when he was in Colorado, got pictures in the offseason. That was before he came here. Mm -hmm. And then his elbow got cranky while a member of the Red Sox last year. If you're Heim Bloom, again, you had all the knowledge that you needed to know that there could be something wrong. You got to have a dadgum backup plan. Well, the the thing is, it's like, okay, so I feel like, are you really do you really want to gamble like how how secure do you want to be in your position going into spring training so all right oh man i don't know if this guy's good. so think about trevor story so there was already questions about his arm strength coming in from from uh from colorado yep so during that season terrible season for him like crazy so he had the birth of his child so he was delayed and it took him a while and he's a slow starter anyways even going back to his colorado rocky days he's a slow starter Okay, so it takes him a while to ramp up, even when he was with the Colorado Rockies. Go back and look at his numbers. So then he has uh, has the baby. Congratulations. He's on a new team, getting acclimated. Sure enough that he has this issue with his wrist. Doesn't really know what the wrist issue is. And then sure as hell, he tries to play. He doesn't. They get a second opinion, find out he's got a broken wrist. Then he, had, then he has a heel contusion. So now he's got this. So the guy is in a horrible, horrible state of injury, like luck, like terrible luck. So you have all these issues. You know that he's maybe he's injury prone. Aren't you a little apprehensive about going in with the understanding that he's your only, like he's your safety net? He's the only guy. There's nothing behind him, like nothing significant. There's not some five-tool player like another Enrique uh, Hernandez, something like that, another mm-hmm. Tiki Hernandez. Get two or three more of those guys. So to me, there's so many, so many issues with the way I feel like they just screw this up mm-hmm. uh, in their preparation. In their anticipation and their pro, their ability to be proactive with the situation and all the pitfalls that could happen with a guy that has a that has already shown that he's injury prone at his older age and has an injury that's extremely temperamental, right? Like his arm is temperamental. Like if you look at the actual name of the surgery, he underwent UCL surgery with an internal brace on his right elbow. Ah, 
man. I feel like whenever I hear the internal brace, I think of Gronk's elbow yes. brace. Yes. Well, they put that inside his skin. Yeah, huh? that's the first thing. weird. It's like, wait, are you just going to screw a bracket in there? Like, And again, it doesn't now. Bradfeld just texted me saying Rich Hill yeah. had the surgery yeah. in 2020 and has been able to pitch since. But here's the thing. They move story from short to second. Yeah. So if if the elbow got a little cranky with him playing second base with maybe a little bit of shortstop thrown in, to think that he was going to be just your shortstop this year and at least not have an idea of a safety net. And again, if you knew this in the month of December, I'm not going to sit here and say they should have spent one year and $30 million on Carlos Correa and signed damaged goods, but you could have pivoted maybe a little better. And that's where we're going to pick it up coming up here. Watch us, love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. The story for the Red Sox is Trevor will be out for most of the 2023 season. 1023 Gresham Fourier here with you on Boston and New England Sports Original WEEI. Boy, there's a lot here. And um, I wanted to play the Bradfoe audio early because Rob talked to Trevor Story in September of 22 after the injury started to pile up with him as a member of the Red Sox. Because I think it was important to know that there were pictures taken, as Trevor Story said, of the elbow and getting ready and trying to get healthy. And we know that, you know, there was obviously you sign a contract, you're getting a physical, they're going to, you know, keep their eye on you to poke you, all that kind of stuff, right? Because Heimbloom yesterday talked about the new discomfort that Trevor Story got as he was beginning to throw the baseball and ramp up for the 2023 season. This was Heimbloom yesterday. As far as the timeline is concerned, um, while ramping up the throwing, Trevor experienced uh, pain in his elbow. Uh, This was just before Christmas. And it so happened with Dr. Meister being local to him. He actually saw Dr. Meister before coming to Boston for an evaluation here. You know, we we wanted to be able to have both evaluations. And, uh, you know, just in conversation with everybody, you know, it was clear that surgery was an option. And that's ultimately the option that uh, we decided to go with. As far as the other question, no, it was not something we were contemplating at the end of the season. You know, he, you know, obviously recognizing uh, that his throwing has not been what it was in the past. Everything, you know, when we did the physical, when we signed him, uh, looked good. And, uh, you know, he felt good throughout the season. This, that he, what he experienced in this incident was something new. So is it, so is it fair for me to be critical on the way they handled his his exit physical and like what his you know rehab regimen would be right is it fair for me to be like wait a second new injuries now is this something that like that Chris Sale happened like when he was rehabbing like he got hurt while he was rehabbing it wasn't and it was something different than the actual injury itself mm-hmm. it wasn't like a uh, oh listen i'm sore i got i got to take a week off because i i went too fast too hard too soon this to me for me, question. I don't know. This is why I'm, I'm asking you the question. Am I being? Should, is it fair for me to be critical of Bloom, the medical staff, the trainers who identified the problem and realized, like, no, no big deal. Go ahead. Or did they have? Did they have other comps of other players who had a similar injury? And they said, Hey, listen, Trevor, I want you. 
I've seen a hundred of these cases, and everybody who has this particular situation, they always end up having some sort of surgery. And then he said, nah, 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 I'm going to wait. Or he legitimately was ramping up. He said, uh-oh, it just happened like that. That's a great question because it is the what did you know? Yeah, and then how did it. you react to it when you were presented with the quote-unquote new discomfort? I only went off of a Lou tweet, and we'll get into it with Lou Merloni at noon in terms of— What was the Lou tweet? Let me see it. Well, but Lou had tweeted about the, you know, when you're in the off season and you start to throw to get ready. You know this. You yeah. were an NFL player. Season is done. You might take a little bit of downtime. You don't get fat and happy necessarily. However, you can kind of back off the accelerator a little bit, but you know this. You would have your re-entry point into ramping up and getting yeah. ready for the season. So do am I just going to sit here and think that Trevor Story for the first time picked up a baseball around Christmas time to start to get ready? I'm not buying that. And Lou had mentioned the whole, you know, as you get ready in the ramp up. And again, we'll talk to him about it because I do think knowing how the big league baseball player starts to get themselves ready ties into Story finding out that his elbow was barking and that it got to the point that they needed to basically go in and restabilize that Tommy or, or the ligament in there, the UCL, instead of getting Tommy John surgery. Christian, to me, this is about the preparation of the general manager. And what have we learned? Listen, I know that Bill Belichick has taken all kinds of barbs right now. But if you give Bill Belichick, the general manager, credit on the whole, he always makes sure there's a net, that there is some level of backup mm -hmm. or try to do his best in building out his roster to make sure that you are not either A, going to get pantsed, or B, be completely void at a position. Because right now, we don't know who the second baseman's going to be, who the shortstop's going to be, who the center fielder is necessarily going yeah. to be, and we have an idea who the catcher's going to be. You're supposed to be strong up the middle. Trevor Story, to me, was a part of that plan. So I, where it stops for me, Christian, is Heim Bloom. You had to know this was a possibility. And now on, what is it, January 11th, the year of our Lord, 2023, where you're five weeks from going to spring training, now you're still trying to patchwork your roster together. And I'm sorry, unless they can go into some sort of world and clone Kike Hernandez to play center short and second, you're going to have to go out and find now really B-level free agents unless you go make a big trade. So to me, Christian, this is more about the lack of preparedness from Heim Bloom. Well, you were you were kind of short anyways, the way it was. Like just no you, question. Where, where you were already, you were already kind of sure. You had a ton of question marks. You had Kike in center, story at short, probably Arroyo Fill in pencil in at yeah. second, and then McGuire and Wong at catcher. Yeah, okay, so okay, so I'm gonna take the heat because I sit there and I look at Who do you um, put this I on? Put, I put I look at off season uh, let me see, off season injuries that occur. For a player, it's really uh, scary, right? So let's assume it. Like, I got injury history already. I just signed for a bunch of money for this team. They had issues already and concerns, and, and I just – and I didn't remove that doubt as if I'm Trevor Story. Had a baby, which is, which is like, you know, just life matters, right? Then there's the, there's the wrist, and then there's the arm, and then there's the heel contusion. So, man, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight my way through everything. I don't want to delay my start to the season. I'm going to get there when, when everything starts. 
So then I start feeling a little something. I'm like, you know what? I start ignoring it. You know how we do. Like, you ignore the pain. You ignore the issue because you want to act like it isn't real. And sure enough, you fight through it. Instead of taking a break, you feel like you can push through the wall. And sure as hell, next thing you know, it's getting worse. Now you're really freaking the hell out. And maybe still you don't say anything. Maybe you feel this earlier, but you still think you think that it's going to heal. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they tell them, step back. And, and, and so I don't, if you want to play the blame game and put, you know, 60 to 70% on, on a high and bloom for not just having a backup plan, fine. I think it's, I think more of it should be, you know, medical staff and Trevor Story himself. Yeah. What we experienced I experienced in this incident was something new. If you go back on the Bradfoe show, and I encourage you to do that, follow Bradfoe on Twitter at Bradfoe. On the Bradfoe show last May, he mentioned Story did about the elbow kind of barking and hurting him a little bit. This isn't new news. And that's why, to me, the medical people, I can't blame some doctor that told Trevor Story, hey, maybe do this, maybe do that. Because you know what? As we have learned, and as you know, Christian, it is the player. Well, maybe when you played, it wasn't. In the NFL, they might have dictated it to you. But we have learned that it is the player's choice to get the second opinion. Sorry, I know Bill Belichick might have got mad at Mac Jones over that, but you're allowed to go get the second opinion, and then it is ultimately up to the player to decide what they want to do. To me, this is about a guy putting together a baseball team who had intel that Trevor Story, who needed to be a big part of his plan, might be compromised in some way, shape, or form. And now, right now, we have the general manager, sorry, the president of baseball operations, Heim Bloom, saying in a press conference, well, organizationally, we're going to discuss whether we go sign a free agent or, or do something in a trade. Why? Why? We, we, we got to have discussions over discussions over intel that you already had, and now that it came to fruition, you didn't have the, here's the file that I'm going to pull out because this is the backup plan. Listen, I get it that what we do is stupid. We work in radio, right? Even the guy that I first worked for in 97, I'm 22 years old, I don't know whether to wipe my watch or wind my ass in this business, but you know what he said to me? He goes, you see this file right here? This is for if someone on staff gets hit by a bus. And I go, why? He goes, because that way I know I got a backup plan. And to hear the general manager of the Boston Red Sox, or whatever the hell his title is, <laughs> sit there and be like, well, we're going to figure out whether we're going to do it trade a free agency. When you knew this was a possibility, you cannot sell that to people that were already pissed off at this franchise to begin with. I mean, there's, there's, here's the thing. Since what am I, I missing? No, you're not. You're right, though. The, the funny, the thing is that, you know, when, since I've been in radio and co- being forced to cover baseball, okay, <laughs> one of the, say, I want to give you this job. Awesome. How many sports do you cover? All of them. All of them? Wait, I thought this was NFL Network. No, it isn't. Okay. Uh. No, so every single time there was a hint of a, uh, of a, a elbow issue, fill in the blank of the name and the team. That person never fights the way out of it. Like they rest doesn't work. You know, acupuncture doesn't right. work. It's always surgery. Like it's like it's like a hundred out of a hundred. I can't I can't give you all the names, but since I've been doing this, and Lou was always the guy who was like, oh, well, there it goes. It's almost like as soon as as soon as somebody 
admits that they have a little issue. It's like nobody wants to even mention it, but as soon as they admit it and they go into the training room, like the road does not lead to a full recovery and everybody's happy. It may at first, but it bends to the left and you end up in the hospital. Some doctor in Texas, some dude in uh in oh, L.A. You, oh, you that go see Doctor Andrews down yeah, in uh, but, but no, Florida. But no, all the guys, all the baseball guys, they go to that guy down in L.A. Uh, yeah. um, I can't Trosh or something like yeah, I can't that. What his name was is, that? But, Brady's guy for a minute too. Yeah, everybody's got a doctor. Everybody's got a guy. But I will say this: so I got a witch there doctor. was there was there was actually there was lots of signs, and I don't know how much you make into it. I just saw this. This old um, article. I love this. Fastball Fourier right here. This well, is good stuff. Well, from The Athletic. And listen, I'm not a big scene head, right? So, But I'm just reading this. I'm like, this is probably important. I would probably want to know this. So he goes into this article about about the injuries. Um, uh, about the injuries aren't the biggest concern of what Story was dealing with in the past. It was like, you know, him, him going from, uh, what, second base to shortstop. And the issue was arm strength. And that was going to be the, the biggest issue. And it says, according to StatCast, uh, 30-year-old story threw a 79.1 miles per hour in 2021 from shortstop while with the Rockies. 52nd of a 58 shortstops with a minimum of 100 throws. Okay, so he's towards the end when it comes to velocity. He also missed time that year with elbow inflammation. This is going back to the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Last year, okay, moving him to second base, story's average velocity on, th- on throws dipped to 76.1, 61st among 70 qualified players. Now, by comparison, Bogart's throws clocked in at 82.1 miles per hour last season, 34th amongst shortstops, while fellow free agent goes into Swanson, average 79, 48. So the sure. point is that there are lots and lots of signs. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Everything, every, lots if, of you're, data if you're that old, right, you are going to lose a little bit, bit off your fastball, but does that mean you're going to have a total and complete breakdown? Does it mean your tire is going to completely blow out? Not necessarily, but in baseball, it almost seems like, ooh, I know. I've been in baseball for 50 years, and I've been a trainer, and I'm a doctor, and I specialize in this. This road, you can try to delay it. You can slow it down. You could, like, you know, you know, uh, you know, take days off, but it is coming for you. Do you want to handle it now, or do you want to handle it three years from now? You tell me. Well, and that's a choice that the Red Sox are, I think, trying to make, and they're trying to middle it a little bit. And maybe that's where Story said, I don't want full-blown Tommy John. Just give me the patch job, and we'll see when it breaks, which means you hope it breaks when the contract's done and that it isn't in the final year of a of a deal. I just It, it just feels like a lack of of preparedness yeah no it It it, feels like a lack of a plan from the gm and again i don't need whistling through the graveyard that's that's what it is oh nothing to see here everything's fine i don't need superstars everywhere i get it and i honestly for as much as correa and billy had it in the uh trending carlos correa now went from one team to another and now the mets don't want him and he got six years and 200 million from the twins but there's opt-outs and weirdness in there if they turned around and signed Carlos Correa to one year and $30 million, I probably wouldn't have been on board with that. But what I'm also not on board with is right now having no options. And even before we got to this point, to what you just brought up, Christian, that's data points. It's extra layers of warning signs. And again, even if you're crossing your fingers a little bit, you still got to have a plan. And I don't want to hear the guy who has to come up with that plan saying, well, we're going to talk internally and try to figure out how to fix this now that we have a problem. 
You're either now supposed that we to have a problem. Right. Exactly. You knew there could be. So it should have been boom. This is what we're then going to turn around and go try to do. And even yesterday on Twitter, Bob Nightingale of I think still USA Today, he put out a tweet on story and the surgery yeah. and all that stuff. And there was a lot of consternation over it. And it just popped up on Twitch to where you can see it. Uh, follow WEI on Twitch. Right. So Nightingale. Story was quite aware he'd need elbow surgery in the offseason. One of his Boston teammates said, but was hoping that he could avoid it with rest. Well, Kike Hernandez responded to that tweet from Bob Nightingale with a poop emoji, yeah. saying that it was BS. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle, I guess, lies the truth. But again, I ain't going to quibble over that. My quibble is with the guy who had to have a general idea that this could be a possibility. Let's let me get throw, to the let me, okay. What do you know? I go, no, say, go what ahead, do you go got? Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go to the phone first. All right, let, uh, John in New Jersey on Trevor's story. First up with Gresham Foyer. Hi, John. Hi. Um, enjoy listening to the show. I, I'm I'm just perplexed. Like, you know, did they did they just take this guy and 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 take you know all the problems he has? I mean, you saw what happened with Carlos Carrera this year. I mean, who I think is a better player. They they could have went after him at least, and 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 maybe they did attempt something. But like this whole story thing was to to have leverage over Bogarts, and I think they just took this guy, knowing the issues he might have, just to leverage him against Bogarts. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, you might as well call him Trevor Sale. I mean, this is the same crap. I mean, well, John, if, if look, we need I, to get. I, we need to get rid. We need to get rid of Heim Bloom. Well, I think we should call him Heim Doom. Oh, uh, thank you, John. Great <laughs> here. I'm, I'm, I'm glad better. you worked out all your material for the Chuckle Hut on our show. But look, it, 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 whether it was leverage or not, and maybe if the Red Sox had already had a predetermined that they were going to let Xander Bogarts go, and that's part of the reason why they got Trevor Story fine. But then. You're evaluating the individual player based on their own health. Once you sign the guy, then it's your guy, and you take what you had in Colorado and what happened last year with all the injuries, and that's how you have to react accordingly. And again, I just it's just so frustrating that it feels like like Heim Bloom is not a stupid guy. Mm. And he's not unaware of what is going on. That's the part that gets me. Go ahead. He may not be stupid, but he may be gullible. So reading this 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 Bob Nightingale tweet again, so so Story was quite aware that he would need elbow surgery in the offseason. Story, Trevor Story, your second baseman, was obviously knew that this is what was coming. He's not some, you know, rookie. And this is according to one of his teammates, okay, talking to Bob Nightingale. But he was hoping that he could avoid it with rest. Well, maybe for the short term. And then sure as heck, here comes uh, High and Bloom. And he's like, oh, this is a new issue. Okay. Well, if it's a new issue and one of his teammates is saying, Trevor knew he was going to need to have this thing done. He was just trying to maybe dismiss it and, and just like act like nothing was wrong. Then there's got to be a trust issue. That is my point when it comes to, to him being gullible. He's still kind of raw and new in this position. High and Bloom is. So here comes some veteran guy. You know, even though you signed her this big deal, maybe he's not honest with you. Maybe he's not forthright. Maybe he's like waiting till the, the last possible minute. So that's my point. There's got to be a trust issue. Like you need guys need to be honest with me. You're not going to get fired. Your money's guaranteed. We like, should tell call him, him Heim Doom. So tell me what the issue is. Tell me what the problem is. That's why I think he's gullible. 
There's got to be an aspect of that. Is it these, fo- these football or, players, or is it lack of experience? I think. Well, it's, don't they? Can, aren't they the same thing? Well, because people who aren't experienced don't know the pitfalls ahead of them, so they're gullible. They'll believe anything. So they're too optimistic. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, no, no. I just, hey, he'll do what he, he'll do. He'll do. He'll do the right thing. Most guys do. Some guys don't. So I just feel like that's my point to the, all these different layers when it comes to the story. This story of story. Like and you point to High and Bloom. Ultimately, the buck stops with him. You know, you got a guy that has arm issues. The data proves it. It yep. backs it up. You're a data-driven guy. Mm-hmm. It's a data-driven organization. Hey, he's probably not going to make it. And even if he does make it, we're going to have to give him a ton of days off. So what's what's the middle of our our, our infield look like? Will Kiki have to do everything? I know he's. I know Kiki's got range, but he's got. He doesn't well, have shortstop to second base range. Well, Christian, how about this? Who's the hitter in the middle of the lineup now? You got Devers. And oh, they got a, they got a ton of problems. So who is going to be the guy to protect Devers? I mean, right now, again, if you go around the diamond, it is it's Wong and Reese McGuire. Whatever your plan is at first, with either Casas or Dahlbeck, it's probably Arroyo at second. No one at short. Devers at third. You got Justin Turner to throw in there, and your outfield is Kike Verdugo and the Yoshida. and then Yoshida. Yeah. There we go. Cross our fingers and hope for the best. Uh, There is a press conference scheduled to announce the latest with Raphael Devers and his extension. Uh, We hear, or it has been reported, Chris Cotillo was all over this. Tom Warner to be on the dais. Will John Henry be there? We've got all that to get to coming up at uh, 11 o'clock. But speaking of general managers that got to put together a football team, did a wide receiver come available that Bill Belichick just gushes over and... Could we allow ourselves to dream a little dream? We'll get to that next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. I'm glad we only have to play you every four years, man. I love you, man. You too. You too. What a career you're having. Miss half the season, still gonna lead the league in receiving. You know, I do my job, man. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get better, man. That was from Hard Knocks, the Arizona Cardinals Hard Knocks version, which I do believe airs on Amazon. Between Bill Belichick and DeAndre Hopkins. You know what's real interesting you heard mm. in there, Foyer? What? DeAndre Hopkins saying the phrase. Do your do my job. Do your job. Everybody, it's that. You know, do my job. I, that's everywhere. Every every college coach has it somewhere. Everybody has to do your job, right? But the but player, the, but the what? But that player you, using that, was that like phrase a sign. that was like a like. Oh hey, yeah. If you like, you're a captured soldier. Hey, you blink and you you send Morse code with your eyes. Yep. To send messages. That was him saying. Oh yeah. Save me. Take me with you. Don't leave me here with these clouds. Do you think he really said that at any point in time to Cliff Kingsbury, DeAndre Hopkins? No, well, no. Well, see, Bill's Bill universally gets a different level of respect from almost everybody in the league, and everybody kind of knows that little "do your job" tagline. So, if I'm even if I've never met uh, Bill Belichick, or I know nothing about him, or I could care less. I've heard everything he said, and what if I meet him? If I'm having a, a conversation, I've never talked to him before. I'd be. I would somehow maybe throw it in. They'd be like, "Yeah, we the same." 
We we're the same, right? Matt, you do did you do your job? Do you do your job today? Yeah, I did my job. I love you, man. You too. You too. Love you? Did he say love you? I love you, Wait, man. I love you, ever, man. You too. Was he ever the, too. What was he ever the coach of him at a Pro Bowl or something like that? No. Well, where's that? Where's that come from? Oh, you know what? No, he. Where wouldn't. is that from? Actually, you know, it's a good question. Would because they why crossed... would he say I love you, bro? Like well, that's something. I that... think there's a lot of respect there. Like DeAndre Hopkins I love is going you, bro. to the Hall of Fame. And, well, hold on. How about it's I, I love, love you, bro? It's I love what you stand for. That's the way I take it. I that. heard that as like, hey, we have a pre-existing relationship where you've dropped a lot of knowledge on me and helped me in my life. That has kind of made me feel closer to you. Like, you're a real mentor to me, and I love you for that. Closer to That's you. That's what that sounded like. Play it again, Terp. Didn't sound like some like. I love you, man. You too. You too. I love you, man. You too. You too. Yeah. Hey, catch it. We're going to okay. get some. We'll see you in Cabo. So you ship the second you ship the second rounder, redo the contract, bingo bango, you got a number one receiver. So DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins to New England. Hmm? No, no, actually Bill they'll trade for Bill Belichick and he'll go to Arizona. Yeah, yes, yeah. of course Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, no, to New no, England. I'm so I'm slow playing it because I'm 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 working through the dynamics of DeAndre Hopkins. Is your saying, mind blown because okay. you just heard that? No, 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 no. I I'm I'm okay with I'm, I like the idea, I like where we're going here. I'm even okay if I'm Hopkins. I'm even okay with the idea of Mac Mac Jones throwing to me because I think he's got something in him. But I I I'm running from the running running away from this opportunity with the situation the way it is now. You will turn away so many veteran receivers who are looking for uh, you know one and done type of situation, one last bite of the apple for that Super Bowl. You're not coming anywhere near this location. Absolutely zero chance in hell that he signs here as a free agent or okay as a trade. No way. He does have a no trade clause, so I know, he but does the, control it. You, first thing, first thing I did when I was a free agent, and I, I found out the teams that were, uh, you know, were, were serious about me. Call it two or three, because it's always really, really only about two. Um, it's called the players that were coached by that situation. Tell me what the hell goes on there. Tell me how he is as a coach. And this is back when you could practice like crazy. So my main concern was always. Hey, how, are they going to try and kill us in camp? You know, am I going to be so killed and so beat down in camp that it will take me till like you know Halloween to recover? That's what I'm finding now. The first question I'm asking, I'm calling Kendrick Bourne. I'm calling uh, you know Nelson Aguilar, dude. What's what's it like there, man? Do you guys is how dysfunctional is it? Does that offensive coordinator know anything that he's doing? Who's the wide receiver coach? Oh, he's a former Patriots, former wide. Oh, it's mm. Troy Brown. I know, but is he a great player and a bad coach, or is he is he a good coach? You stumbled on the potential fly in the ointment, which is what good is a star wide receiver if Matt Patricia is calling plays? Oh, not and a chance. no way. If everybody wants Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien traded away DeAndre Hopkins from Houston and saying that he wasn't maybe the best of people. Yeah, you have to mend those fences. You're gonna have to. Somebody's gonna have to swallow their pride to make that relationship work. If they go with Bill O'Brien here, and if they bring up DeAndre Hopkins, does Bill Belichick have the capability to manage a situation like that? You played Ooh, for the guy. Good question. Does he? Ooh. Well. If I'm drawing DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to want the ball, I'm gonna, and I'm going to want it all the time. All the time. Guys like that are used to getting the ball, so it's not like, hey, the, my favorite receiver is the open one. For Hopkins, it's the favorite receiver needs to be me first, second, and third. Then figure it out with the other guys. Right? You're not, you're not going to turn him into – like you wanted to be Randy Moss? Yeah. And have Randy Moss numbers? Mm. Okay, that's possible. I think that's possible. But they know. also threw it to other guys when Randy Moss was well, here, yeah, too. Well, yeah, but they also, I mean, it's just, I just don't know if that 
opportunity is here. I just don't think it's here. I don't know. I If I was him, I would say that's not where I want to go. I'm going – I'm trying to figure out if I can go to Jacksonville. I'm trying to go see if I can be a Charger. I'm trying to see if I can be a, a Kansas City Chief. Hell, you know what? I'll go to Minnesota. I'll go to Green Bay. I'll go to Green Bay. The last place I am going, regardless of how much I love the coach and how much I respect him, is New England. They were going to pay me like a middle middle wage salary. Not a freaking chance in hell. Let's stop down on this because we got the Raffi Devers press conference coming up, and I want to circle back on something you just said, and I want to reference Matt Judon when he came here to New England. But the Red Sox are about to roll out Raffi Devers, the contract extension, the press conference. We'll dip in on that next.